Welcome to the St. Michael Lenten podcast series. My name is Mary Lessman, and I'll be leading our meditation today. Our theme this Lent is called to more. This Lent, find guidance and hope in the example of Christ as we are led toward the ultimate hope of the resurrection. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Come, let us adore him. A reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 12, verses 1 to 11. Then he began to speak to them in parables. A man planted a vineyard, put a fence around it, dug a pit for the wine press, and built a watchtower. Then he leased it to tenants and went to another country. When the season came, he sent a slave to the tenants to collect from them his share of the produce of the vineyard. But they seized him and beat him and sent him away empty-handed. And again he sent another slave to them. This one they beat over the head and insulted. Then he sent another, and that one they killed. And so it was with many others. Some they beat, and others they killed. He had still one other, a beloved son. Finally he sent him to them, saying, They will respect my son. But those tenants said to one another, This is the heir. Come, let us kill him, and the inheritance will be ours. So they seized him, killed him, and threw him out of the vineyard. What then will the owner of the vineyard do? He will come and destroy the tenants and give the vineyard to others. Have you not read the scripture? The stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. This was the Lord's doing, and it is amazing in our eyes. Here ends the reading. Our reading for today is the well-known parable about the tenant farmers in the vineyard. Some lectionary tools go so far as to name this parable the evil tenants, and many of us may agree with the appropriateness of that title. After all, they insulted and beat, wounded and tossed out, and finally killed the messengers sent by the owner. It seems pretty clear who the good guys and who the bad guys are in this story. But I have to admit that it made me a little uncomfortable to read this parable. I have to admit that I could see a bit of myself in the tenants. After all, America was founded on the Protestant work ethic that says, if you work hard, you can improve your lot in life. You can scrimp and save and own your own little piece of the American dream. And that's what these tenants wanted. They were sharecroppers. They came to live on and work land they didn't own. And part of the agreement was that, in exchange for tending the land, the owner would get a portion of the harvest. It seemed like a good deal when they signed the contract. After all, they had nowhere else to live, and if there was a drought or the crop was decimated, they could stay in their homes and try again next season. But as they worked long and hard through the growing season, they began to rethink their agreement. They began to think, this absentee owner isn't doing the hard work. He's not out tilling and weeding in the long, hot sun. He's not keeping the insects and critters away from the fruit. He's not sweating the weather forecast. And as harvest time approached, they saw that it was going to be a bumper crop. All of their toil, work, and sweat were going to pay off big time. And they became resentful. They wanted to renegotiate the contract. And this time... They wanted a purchase option. They wanted to know that if they continued to work this hard, that over time, 
they would receive the full benefit of their labor. They wouldn't have to pay anything out to anyone else. Honestly, can't we relate to this? Shouldn't these sharecroppers get the opportunity to become landowners? To fulfill the American dream? Mm. But this parable is not about the American dream, but about the kingdom of God. In the kingdom of God, we are never meant to be landowners. We are always to be tenants. We are always meant to be laboring in the field. This is the way that it has been set up from the beginning. In the beginning, God created. Yes, he gave humanity dominion over creation, but he never transferred ownership. And yes, we were even meant to work his creation. It says so right in Genesis. The Lord God took the man and put him in the Garden of Eden to till it and keep it. And in Leviticus, as God is filling in the Israelites about the promised land, he says, The land shall not be sold in perpetuity, for the land is mine. With me, you are but aliens and tenants. And so the question is not, should we work someone else's land or shouldn't we? We will work someone else's land. The question is, how will we approach our work? We can choose to live in fear and resentment. We can choose to moan and complain about our lack of ownership. We can even work ourselves into a lather, believing that if we eliminate those who stand in our way, the inheritance of the land will be ours. Or we can come to understand and accept that we were never meant to own the land. Only then can we live in gratitude for what we have been given, rather than in a dissatisfaction in what we believe we haven't been given. When we accept our role as sharecroppers for God, we move from a mob mentality of fear to the building of community grounded in love. We allow our toil to make us partners in God's ongoing creation. We create a tenant association to help each other deal with vineyard issues. We build into our harvest a portion that will be given to the hungry and those unable to provide for themselves. We share in the labor so that we can share in the harvest. Tomorrow is Maundy Thursday, the night when Jesus foreshadowed his body being broken and his blood poured out. Each week in worship, we come to the rail and we receive once again his body and his blood. He feeds us, and then he sends us out into the world to do the work that he has given us to do. Let us embrace in gratitude that he has called us to labor in the field on his behalf. Let us be contented sharecroppers for God. Amen. Please join me as we continue with the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Lord God, whose blessed Son, our Savior, gave his body to be whipped and his face to be spit upon, 
give us grace to accept joyfully the sufferings of the present time, confident of the glory that shall be revealed. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. Amen.